still turn in your Bible to Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17. A very familiar passage of Scripture. We'll read the first five verses. And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias, talking with him. And then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make thee three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elias. And while he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Do you realize how incredible this moment must have been? Here was Peter, James, and John. They were taken up to a mountain with Christ. They were taken away from the busyness and the routine of life. They were taken apart to have this, this time alone. And Jesus himself, he was transfigured. He metamorphosized right before their very eyes. And as he was glowing with this brilliant light, there was Moses, there was Elijah. They were talking. And, and all of a sudden, Simon Peter does what Simon Peter does best. He starts to talk and there are times where we need to talk but most of the time we need to be still and we need to be quiet and we need to listen and we need to learn how to be a good listener rather than a good talker and so so Simon Peter being true to Simon Peter he begins to blurt out it is wonderful it's good that we're here let's just stay here this is as close to heaven as I've ever been I don't want to ever leave here I'm experiencing revelation I'm experiencing the presence of Jesus the presence of Moses the presence of Elijah and while he was talking and while he was running off at the mouth God interrupts him in verse 5 did you see that? While he is speaking, God interrupts Simon Peter and, and, and a voice from, from, from heaven, a voice from the cloud, and this one says, don't listen to Peter. Listen to my son, Jesus Christ. Who do you listen to? There's a lot of voices vying for our attention. I, I'm quickly drawn back to Genesis chapter 27 when, when Isaac was there and, and Jacob and Esau and, and Isaac expressed his, his desire for food and Esau goes to find him the venison and, and Jacob, he, he puts on hair on his arms of a goat skin and he goes into his father with prepared venison and, and he takes it to Isaac and it says that Isaac, he felt of him and he smelled him and he heard his voice but, but he did not respond to the voice he responded to what he felt. You as a child of God, nor can I live based on our feelings. We've got to recognize the voice of God when God speaks. And God is speaking. He continues to speak. He speaks through his word. And God said, as I interrupt Peter, listen to my son. Peter said, this is a place of revelation. This is a place of holiness. This is a place where God is, is showing up. I want to stay here. And I would say you've experienced moments like that in life. I've experienced moments like that in life. But God says, I didn't create you, save you, call you so you can stay here. 
I have purpose for you. And you have to leave the mountaintop and you have to go back down into the, the valley where, where hurting humanity is. We all like to hold on to certain experiences. But you need to realize that God is ever leading us forward. God is ever letting his kingdom expand. If you remember back just a couple of chapters in Matthew chapter 14 where Jesus, he had fed the multitudes and then he, he tells his disciples to get into the boat to go to the other side and they do that and a storm comes up and Jesus comes walking on the water to the disciples. Now understand, many of these disciples were fishermen. Many of these disciples, they were very comfortable on the Sea of Galilee. They were very comfortable in the boat. They were familiar with the boat. But when they saw Christ... It scared them. They did not know if it was a Messiah or if it was a ghost, a spirit. And so Simon Peter, he sees him and he says, Lord, if it be you, bid me come to you. And Jesus said, come. And Jesus told Simon Peter a word. And Simon had to let go of what was familiar to move with Christ. And guys, many times God is going to call us to let go with what is familiar and to move with him. How has that been in your life lately? The entire world has shut down by COVID-19. We have quarantined here and we have stayed here and we are social distance. And everything that we knew that was familiar has been taken away from us. But listen to me. God is still in control and God is still working and speaking and moving. But you have to listen to his voice and when God takes away familiar things, it's not always pleasant, it's not always fun, but it is always right. If you again look over in Matthew chapter 16, you find where Jesus, he reveals his plans to the disciples. In verse 21, he says, from this time forth, Jesus showed unto his disciples how he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and raised again the third day. Jesus, he gave revelation knowledge right there. And instantly Simon Peter says, that's not going to happen. This is the same Simon Peter who just moments before had said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. But now when God gives his word that does not go along with Peter's comprehension or Peter's understanding or fit into Peter's comfort zone, Simon says no. And Jesus says, get thee behind me, Satan, because you are not speaking the things of God. But the things of man, the devil. What do you do when God takes away your comforts? What do you do when God takes away familiar things? You fast forward to the Matthew chapter 19 when, when the rich young ruler came to Jesus Christ and he looked to Jesus and he says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, forsake everything and come and follow me. And he went away sorrowful. But just continuing it in those verses, Simon Peter spoke up in verse 22 of chapter 19. And he said there, verse 27, he says, Behold, we have forsaken all. We followed thee. What shall we have therefore? Simon Peter heard the, the exclamation and, and he said, Lord, we did that. We left our business, we left our boats, we left our fathers, our mothers, we've left our families, we've left everything. We have followed you, Lord. 
And Lord, when I first started following you, it was a bit uncomfortable. But, but I've kind of grown accustomed to it. And now, Father, I don't understand. You're saying there's got to be more? You see, Jesus never backed down on the demands of discipleship because you see in Matthew chapter 16, he clearly set those forth. He says, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever shall lose his life for my sake shall save it. Following Christ involves self-denial. Following Christ always involves change. See, and what happens is we can get so familiar with certain things. We can get so comfortable in certain things that the familiar can rob us of God's plan. The familiar can rob us of God's purpose for our lives. Because what we see is the here and now. And we don't understand. It's about the kingdom of God and the glory of God. We see the immediate, and Jesus sees the future, and he sees all eternity, and we're trying to make sense of it. Hear me, guys. God will call us to leave the familiar things. God will take away familiar things from your life, from my life, so that we will follow him more intently. We will trust him more strongly. We will be bolder in our witness. Why? Because he's all we have. My wife and I pastored the same church for 26 years, and then God spoke and we came to Grapevine. 26 years, you get pretty familiar. It's easy to get comfortable. But what do you do when God takes away the familiar? You, you look over in, in John chapter 21 and you find the story where Jesus, he has resurrected from the dead. He, he's shown himself to the disciples. And you, you find in, in, in chapter 21 that John or, or Simon Peter says in verse 3, he says, I'm going fishing. Why would he do that? Because that's what he knew. Why would he go back to what he once was? Why do people go back? Why do people today go back to the familiar? See, see, Simon said, I'm going fishing. And, and many people followed him. Many of the disciples followed him. He was going back to what was comfortable to him. You see, familiarity is so easy to slide into. And, and see, what we find ourselves doing is we get hold of the familiar and we start clinging to it more than we are clinging and trusting to Christ. And your familiar can be your family. Your familiar can be your career. Your familiar can be your ambitions. And all of a sudden, God says, time to change things up. Time to get serious about the kingdom time to walk in my steps you see our familiar can give us a sense of security and God is ever so careful that our security is not in things or people but it's going to always be in him and the very person of Jesus Christ see God takes away familiar things not to hurt us but to enable us to trust him more enable us to seek him more enable us to be used by him more do you remember when Moses was there on the, on the mountain and the bush was burning and it was not being consumed and the glory of God was manifested and God spoke to Moses and he said, Moses, what's in your hand? He said, it's a stick, Lord. It's my staff. It's my constant companion. It's what I lean upon when I'm weary. It's what evens the odds against the wild beast. It's always with me. And God said, lay down the familiar. Cast it aside. And Moses probably with some hesitancy, thought, 
this has never done me no harm. And yet in the obedience to the word of God, he cast down the rod and it became a serpent. And whatever we have that we have not yielded to Christ, to the Lordship of Almighty God, has a serpent nature about it. And God says, lay it down. Do you remember over Numbers chapter 32 when the two and a half tribes were on the verge of entering into the promised land and Manasseh and Gad and a half tribe of the other said they didn't want to go in because they were comfortable where they were, that the land was, was, was plentiful for their stocks and their, their herds. And, and all of a sudden they stayed on the other side of Jordan. And in doing so they became border believers. We have a lot of folks that way today. They will go so far with Jesus but they won't go all the way. What do you do when God takes away familiar things? You learn to trust him in areas you've never had to trust him before. You walk by faith, and your faith is proven by your lifestyle. Simon Peter there in John 21 said, I'm going fishing, and the other folks followed along and and I find it interesting that Jesus came to them there in verse 5 and says children have you any meat Jesus is standing on the shore they've gone back to the familiar they've gone back to what he's asked them to leave and to forsake and he comes to them and he says have you found satisfaction in life now that you've gone back and the answer was a resounding no have you found abundance in life in what I've asked you to leave and the answer was no you see God still pursues us when we fail him to obey him he comes after us he comes bringing questions to us but do you recognize the voice of God Jesus spoke and he said cast your nets on the right side of the ship and ye shall find and they cast therefore now that they were not able to draw it for the multitude therefore the disciple whom Jesus loved said unto Peter it is the Lord how did he know that because he heard the voice and he saw the miracle so let me ask you what is the Holy Spirit of God asking us here? He's saying, are you willing to trust me when I remove familiar things? Are you willing to stay obedient to me when I remove familiar things to you? Simon, he jumped out of the boat into the water and he, he swam to Christ in a hurry. And, and when he got there, there was Christ with, with fish. And he said, come and dine. And you know how the story goes when it gets down to verse 15. He says, so when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? Have you ever asked yourself what these represent? Peter, do you love me more than you love your boat? Peter, do you love me more than you love what's familiar to you? Peter, do you love me more than your family and your friends? Do you love me more than your, your career? Do you love me more than your pastimes? Do you love me more than your stuff? Because that's what he's saying to me. That's what he's saying to you. Do you love me more than these things? He says to the church at Grapevine, can I take away the boat and you still love me? Can I take away the building and you still love me? You see, God says, 
I have a plan. And I'm going to show it to you moment by moment. But you've got to follow close. And you can't hang on to what's familiar, what you're comfortable with, and walk with me. Because if you do, if you do, Simon Peter, if you will not let go of this boat, if you will not let go of this, what's going to happen is you are going to become an older man and all you're going to have is stories of the past, but you're not going to have the activity of God in the present. And hear me, I need the activity of God in my present life. So the question is, is your life totally surrendered to Christ? You see, the first sign of spiritual death creeping in is when we refuse to change. We refuse to adjust our life to the Word of God. And we say, well, I've been to the mountain and I've experienced the mountaintop. I heard Moses, I heard Elijah. But are you merely captivated by the familiar do you need to go back to your first love because see Jesus has a plan and part of that plan is he's getting his bride ready and we as under shepherds and as people of God born again by the very blood of Jesus Christ he said I'm going to use you but you've got to constantly be trusting me and not hanging on to the familiar. So if God is speaking into your spirit, your soul right now, respond to him. Father, I thank you for this morning, this day. I pray your grace. I pray you work. Amen. Mm -hmm.